Hey guys, Emmy here bringing you another episode of I Don't Have All the Answers. This episode is sponsored by Anchor, which is an easy mobile podcasting app. Yes, right there on your phone, you record and blast to all streaming services. Dope, right? I think so, which is why you were all listening to me stream with this new podcast episode. Anchor makes it so much easier and convenient, so I have no excuse anymore. So I wanted to share the origin story of I don't have all the answers because I just jumped straight into things in my first episode, totally amped with all the energy from the current climate. Having taken some time and space to breathe and recenter myself, I'm here a bit more calm and collected. Don't get me wrong, I'm super excited for what's happening and what's to come, but first let me explain the origin story. As much as I say I love to write, I don't practice it much, but I am also very tied to the visual and I'm very vocal. So I don't have all the answers, it was supposed to be a book, and I was supposed to write this book, and it never happened. I like to talk, and if allowed, I can go on some tangents. So knowing all of this, I figured a book could be translated to a podcast. Truth be told, my book title was supposed to be, I can't make this shit up, but Kevin Hart beat me to it. But as I reflected on my journey, and all the things I've learned, and the people I've met that taught me, The phrase, I don't have all the answers, continued to come up for me. But for me to provide answers to others is not my purpose. I can illuminate with information, offer insight for perspective, but that clarity comes from you. In one's personal life and journey, all the answers reside in you. We just have to figure out how to get there. That's where all of the encounters and connections come into play. I'm simply sharing from my well of information and connections that I've made to assist and point out some guides. And this is why I'm excited because there's so much to talk about and so many amazing people that I want to continue to share with you all. Last episode, we had a beautiful conversation with Anna and she shared her life's purpose and she shared also perspectives on what this life is. She's a healing goddess and I'm telling you there's so much more to come and we're having conversations with men. Men who are dope, doing phenomenal work and living incredible aligned conscious lifestyles and since I'm using this verbiage like incredible and amazing that leads me into a road talk that I recently, or actually not recently, but a road talk that I recorded a few months ago. I was driving and so I was a bit amped up and it was a bit raw, but the point was clear. Everything that you want is yours. Live and walk in the knowing that everything that you would ever want is already yours. They say it takes a village. Well, follow me on my journey to discovering life's purpose with some friends I've made along the way. What does it mean to be happy? How do you define the meaning of life? And how do we find it? The meaning. If there is one thing I have learned that has been a key mind shifter, it is that detached perspective is the doorway to inner healing and peace. Our perspective governs virtually our every decision, mood, and state of being. 
Life will never be sweeter than when you can peel away the layers placed upon you from birth to live authentically to who you are and have always been. Tuning out the exterior frequencies that interfered with my inner broadcast, I was finally able to embrace who I have always been. Though people would try to deter me from the path of enlightenment, having learned to listen to my inner voice, I continued to discover just who I am in guided abandonment. I realized that blinded individuals could not possibly see what I knew existed and thus they would never see my perspective. With that realization, pathways to new enlightened energies opened up before me and I have been able to cultivate a wonderful, honest connection and relationships. Many markers could be attributed to the transformation that was to come. Oddly enough for me, it began with food. Happiness is whatever you define that brings you back to your complete self, which is honestly the inner child. Like that's what joy is, is having that childlike wonder and just being open. And as the French say, a joie de vivre, like you, you love life. That's what happiness is. But I really wonder if that's simply a symptom of oneness, if that is a symptom of truly opening up and aligning all of the chakras because happiness is a feeling is it not and maybe you guys can let me know if you don't think that it's a feeling or a symptom but that it's actually something that is authentic to self because I feel like once you've truly reached enlightenment and you've aligned yourself you do not attach yourself to feelings and that is what oneness is that's what enlightenment is it's that detachment so if you have no attachment to feelings, then you don't necessarily emote and attach yourself to any emotions or feeling, be it happiness, sadness, anger, frustration. These are not things that you allow into your space or even dwell upon. Does that mean that you never know what these things are? Of course not. We experience them. It takes work and time to even get to that enlightenment but once you reach it are you able to experience these things any longer and I believe that if you are in society if you are in interactions with other people then yes these are emotions and feelings that you will always combat or come into contact with because you are having to deal and face other people and their shadows and their perspective. So I, I believe that that's why a lot of um, monks and Buddhists and people that are trying to reach enlightenment, that is why they go into solitude because it's easier to manage all of these things. But we are not all met for that life. <laughs> it is not an easy one and it takes some super strict discipline. And I'm not even going to say that it's for me. But I have an understanding of it that um, just provides me a better perspective on that. And as you guys know, my word for the past four years, or you may not know rather, has been perspective. Because perspective assisted me 
on this journey. Perspective is what I gained and I chose to view life through many different perspectives because this is a kaleidoscope. So how can we simply look through one lens when there are so many different vantages to this life? Now, I talked about what does happy mean and what does it mean for you? You know, what does it mean for me? Like I said, happiness is returning back to your truest self. And oftentimes that is that child, that inner child that's within you. It doesn't mean that you become Peter Pan and you never grow up. Although figuratively, that's what Pan was talking about. It was about never abandoning the child within you. Because the child is closest to God. We know this, right? If we're in the conscious community, we're in the spiritual community, we understand wellness. This is something that we know. So that's what happiness is for me. The question that I pose to you all is, is that a symptom? You know, is it something that is a byproduct of this life and interacting with other people because I believe that we have this through experiences. I don't know that you necessarily have joy and happiness in solitude by yourself detached from everything because you're not feeling essentially. And it's interesting because men like to liken women to being the ones that are emotional and that feel. But as Sideman, I think that's his name. Um, I can't remember it fully. But as this guy stated, um, men feel just as much as women, except their feelings have been attributed and titled other things. And so this is just to keep women under that titleship of emotional. But we're all emotional beings, especially when you don't face the things that you have to face. Now, be it you emote where other people can see it or you're emotional internal and never really deal with that. It still exists. So how do you define the meaning of life or how do I define the meaning of life? For me, like I, I, I've, you know, as I've discovered I think that the meaning of life is what you choose to make it. And honestly, you chose that before you even came here. So the meaning of life is to determine <laughs> what the hell you decided to come into this specific life for. <laughs> That's what the journey is anyway. But the meaning of life is to be determined by you. And for me, you know, every decision that I've made... This is all assisting in me discovering what the meaning is for myself and my bloodline and my family. And so how do we find that? We find meaning by analyzing our experiences. And this is where detachment it really comes in handy because if we're able to look at our experiences objectively as opposed to inserting ourselves into the experience, especially when you've already gone through it, um, it is much easier to decipher and decode and figure out what those things are if we move the emotion and the feelings and the attachment to the experiences. Now, that might seem disassociative, but maybe to some degree it's what's necessary in order for you to look at it from a different lens and a different perspective. See, if you're not looking at experiences as though it happened to you, 
you're better able to glean information because at the end of the day, everything that we go through is information. It's all teaching us something. They're all lessons, you know? And if we have any regrets in this life, that's because we didn't get the lesson. And I can say for myself, I truly don't have any regrets. There are some things that were unfortunate, you know, and I could say that they were unfortunate when in fact they were just lessons. But I don't really have regrets because I got all the lessons from everything that I've experienced and that I've gone through. And using the term gone through means that I came out of it. And that can be said for everyone. That can be possible for everyone. You just have to be willing to do the work, willing to face the issue and the problems in order to get to that place. See, when you have a great understanding of yourself and when you truly come to self, you realize that there is a oneness, that we are all connected. And when once you face your demons and your shadows, you realize and you can tell whose shadows you're dealing with and what those shadows represent. You can tell why people are doing some of the things that they do or saying some of the things that they say and then realize that it doesn't matter. You know, I try to tell people all the time and I think I've come, I have come to the place where I'm no longer telling people anything. All I can do is share my experiences. All I can do is provide guides and tools and methodology methodologies that worked for me. But to impose my perspective or my beliefs and my truth onto other people, that is not my place. So I can only share my experience. And from my vantage point, coming to this place, it has made me so much more a peaceful person. I've been able to let go of fear that had no place in my being or my mind. I've been able to really shift and be able to receive so much beautiful and good things because I did the work, because I was willing to face the shadows and continue to be willing to face the shadows, no matter how scary they might seem. I have to know that I am light, that I am stardust. I have to know that we are all connected and that I am connected to God and source and spirit and whatever the name that you all give it to the one thing that created us, that brought us here, that we're all connected to, to Krishna, to <laughs> all of the names. They all are the same. We're so connected and yet so disconnected and we've allowed this to happen to ourselves. And I realized this, I had to realize this by confronting my own, by confronting my own attachment to certain things, ideas, and beliefs, by confronting my own attachment to these crystallized screens and apps that really take away our attention from what's truly important. And what I came to realize as I embarked on many travels this year, it is that nature is fundamental. It is the basis and the foundation for everything. And if nature were to crash, we crash. And the fact that we're connected to nature and that we are nature, that's also parallel 
to ourselves and our body. It's not just a planet that I speak of. I also speak of ourselves. If we're not caring for ourselves and really building the foundation and being aware of ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually, it falls apart and we find ourselves in loops. And that's what I was in. I was in a loop, which is why I really enjoyed the conversation that I had with Anna talking about the purpose of life and not being tied to these ideas of success that has been set up by the external. It's just not sustainable. And that's really what she's about, as well as um, Raj from Revolutionary Garden. They're really about sustainability and building something of your own. And they connected to nature. And that's what brought them to that, to that space. And so when I say that, oddly enough, for me, my transformation began with food, it was first physical, you know, like I, I decided to fast 10 years ago and that was to lose weight, but I lost a different kind of weight, uh, a metaphysical, spiritual weight that even at the time I still was not aware of. And maybe that's where things really began to unravel, to begin to ravel <laughs> and pave the road that I am now on. But once I shifted my perspective about food and changed how I was eating, it opened the doorway for me to discover new things and new people. And um, for me, becoming a vegan really is what did it for me. So that was about five or six years ago. And when I became vegan, I discovered a whole new community in my local area in Miami that I didn't even know existed. Like I was so blind to what was right there in front of me. And that's really something that's interesting because we can have access to something, but because of how we think and the circles that we run with or run in, we never cross that path. And as I reflected on my journey, I've met people you know, the degrees of separation, that six degrees of separation is so real because I've met people who were in my vicinity who lived not even far from me when I was living a completely different lifestyle to what I'm living now. And I would have never met them had I not changed my lifestyle. And that's a basic thing of food. It, it was just so crazy. But once I shifted, you know, became vegan, it opened up a doorway to new people and it opened up a doorway for my spirituality because a lot of the people that I was meeting that were vegan were also very spiritual people. And I was doing a lot of my own research and because of those circles that I was then walking into and the rabbit holes that I was jumping into, that opened up the world to the metaphysical, to crystals and wellness. And though I've gone even beyond that and past that, no longer really attaching myself to crystals, understanding that I am the source of all the power um, that we attribute to these crystals, though they can be of assistance, they are really tools. Um, they are not the source. We simply amplify or they assist us in amplifying what is already there because it's dormant or because we still do not have faith in ourselves. So once I started to have faith in myself and really discover who and what I am 
I'm a studious person. I like to research things. I like to go into different sectors, reading things, watching many videos, finding different references. It is something that I truly, truly enjoy doing. And um, when I discovered a new person who really began to like talk about accessing the Akashic records without really saying that <laughs> it's just so interesting how life works at least mine anyway you know I've had a beautiful journey you know and I continue to walk upon and go towards these endeavors it is my purpose to discover life and to live life and to thus show that life by simply being I can only live the life that I see fit for myself and hope that the people around me um, may not necessarily follow, but that they may see that my life is an example of what's possible, of the change that's possible, irregardless of whatever you go through, whatever we go through. It's absolutely possible to shift and to grow and to continue to bloom and blossom and transform into a butterfly. Butterflies tend to have short lifespans, but they continue to recycle. They come back um, over and over, and that's the cycle of life. There are going to be times where... There's going to be times where, like in nature, we go through seasons. You might be blooming, and it's everything is springing with life. And then there are the times of fall where you might fall and stumble and when you have to go into hibernation um, for the winter but then spring is always ever present it's you know it's coming you simply wait it out just like a seed that is planted in the ground it does not fear the darkness because it can feel the warmth of the sun I really should be a writer <laughs> <laughs> I should really be writing. I am working on that. That is something that I'm definitely going to push myself to delve into and, and give myself the space and time to do that. Part of knowing who you are and doing shadow work is realizing why you do the things that you do and also getting to an understanding that maybe you need that time. Maybe that rest is necessary. As I said in an earlier podcast episode, 2020 has provided time to rest. It has forced this upon so many people. And if we simply shift our perspective, we may be able to appreciate that so much better. And I know it's difficult. These are hard times for many people. But what I can say is that like the seed, like the seasons... You are going to come out of it. Sometimes it is just holding on long enough to make it through. And then sometimes it's about doing that hard work to get you through. We can't always be pulled out of situations. Sometimes and all too often, we have to walk out of situations. Everything in this life is a choice. The bad, the good. I've learned this. The decisions and the choices that we make that free will, 
That's really what determines our life. It's not the external. It's not anyone else. No one. It is the choices that we make. And once we get to the point where we can like ask ourselves why we make these choices and be honest with with the answers, because it's really who you, who you want to be honest with. The, the person that you should definitely be honest with is yourself. And if you're lying to yourself, well, it's going to be a hard run <laughs> and it's going to be difficult with relationships because if you're lying to yourself, you're also lying to other people. So living honestly with yourself, most importantly, you know, and thus you can be honest with other people. When you're honest with yourself and objective, you find that it's more difficult to lie to people for any reason because you understand that it serves no purpose apart from being duplicitous and manipulative. Even what we call white lies, there is no such thing. Lies are simply lies. So, food changed my life. I found my happiness and I'm continuing to determine the meaning of life for myself. And as I said, I don't have all the answers for you all, but I certainly am able to share these amazing people and this beautiful community to assist us all in determining the answers. So hopefully you enjoyed this podcast and this intro, which is late to I don't have all the answers. As I always say, you make it a great day. It is fully within your power. Peace, family.